Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. The match ball. Well, hello there. Welcome to the match ball for the Everton home game. I'm Dan Moylan, and with me is Michael Normanton. Hello. And Moscow White's Daniel Chapman. Hello. Uh, if you are watching live on YouTube, welcome along. If you're listening to this or watching this in retrospect, we are streaming this live uh, to our TSB Plus followers post match. And you can catch the video on YouTube, on the YouTube channel um, a little bit later on, rather. So my voice is going absolutely. It's <laughs> you do, like we do all, sound kind of knackered. <laughs> it's like we've all been outside in the rain it is, for two it, hours. It has been absolutely tipping it down. Before we get into get down to business, just a quick reminder that uh, you can get ten percent off your legal fees with LeviSolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Fifteen percent off as well. We're conveyancing until September. To business then, and uh, yes, we're we're a little croaky, a little bit tired, a little bit wet, um, but. What an occasion today was. I just I just loved every minute of being back in Ellen Road, even the bad bits. It's a good job we drew though, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it would have felt like a, it would have felt like quite a downer, I think, if we'd have got to the end of that and I had to trudge out. And it meant we got it meant the crowd had stayed and we got to have the little moment of, of the cop chanting champion is that them and Oh that I thought you meant chanting V A R. Oh was, yeah. no. That was when I knew I was back watching football in twenty twenty one. Game's gone. It it kind of went uh, full circle because I think I noticed in the first half that the South Stand were very focused on making um, a fat ginger in the Everton end cry. That was their main target. And it was like, this is this is good to have football back and all the traditional sing-songs and community spirit that we've missed. And then at the end, it went full 23rd century chanting about video replays and computers. Speedball! Yeah, <laughs> where, where is our robot referee? And I don't know, where did the... Ro- well, we should probably, yes. I was just saying to somebody that um, 90 minutes and all the emotion at the start of the game, and we I think we predicted this on one of the podcasts, by the end of the match, that bloody referee, <laughs> <laughs> and all of that's kind of gone, which is a bad thing in one sense because referee chat is kind of boring, but also a good thing in another sense because the way that game was, although we didn't win, it does feel like that was a proper football match that's what i liked about it. a real yeah. football match i just watched oh, sorry those were, the, those were the bad bits that i enjoyed the needle there was a real edge to it and i think it's helped that they've relaxed the var rules too because i think that was starting to really negatively impact the game last year but it was almost like a test tube kind of science lab version of it last year because the stadiums were empty but when you put real world emotion into it and you see a, a little bit of needle some tackles flying around richarlison diving people giving him kicks Great stuff. No one, it, no it. one kicked Richarlison Allison the whole game. No. It, much as he he made out, he'd at one point, I think it was Pascal Stroke jumped behind him, and he may have touched the back of his head with like his forearm or something. And for ten minutes afterwards, Richarlison was still 
touching the back of his head and for the fake blood and, and looking at his hand like I can't I can't that hurts so much I cannot believe I'm not gushing with blood here mm, got uh, Yeri Mina getting ready for his jaw transplant which is the only <laughs> thing that can possibly cure him he spent half the first half just wandering around like, mm. <laughs> I remember you remember Yeri Mina from the um, England Columbia game in the 2016 World Cup he was the one who was I think it was him who was scuffing up the penalty spot prior to us, us taking oh, really? one he's a prick yeah. is what I'm saying and a massive prick as well. He is a big bastard. For a big bastard, he went down easily, didn't he? That is one thing I will say. Him, was- and, uh, him and Bamford, when they had their little contretemps in the uh, southeast corner, um, what a pair of babies. <laughs> it's hilarious. Oh, now, um, where's the bell? Not on the gantry. Yeah. Oh. oh. Back so- row uh, back row of the press area today. So-, so hang on a minute. Gantry gong. This, this, by the way, for the benefit of the video, this is the famous gantry gong. How much uh, was that? About six quid off uh, Amazon. Yeah, you can feel now people watching can see the value. There you go, Phil. Listen to that. It's got it's a lovely nice. tone to it, hasn't it? Yes. But uh, but now um, I get a little telly. Ah, oh, yeah. So I don't know if you want to ring your bell for you know little telly bell, little telly <laughs> bell. But it meant I got really? the uh, the replays straight away of uh, what those two were up to, and honestly, grow up. Was it handbags? <laughs> the pair of you. They were just being, yeah, they were being ridiculous. What it seems to be was they really wanted to have a fight, but they also really wanted to try and get the other one sent off. But they also knew that if they went too far, one of them, they would get sent off themselves. So it turned into basically this big tickling match, right. um, particularly when they both got up off the floor. And I think kind of um, Bamford kind of goes in to Mina's uh, midriff or it's vice versa but basically ends up sort of giving him like a cuddle. Yeah. And it's just, it's not working. It's like, come on, lads. Either... Were, they, were, they, were they imitating a pantomime horse? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. They were getting into formation to go galloping <laughs> down there, down the east of the pitch. But um, yeah, it was all very silly, but also hilarious. As an owner of a little telly then, well, you don't own it, you're, you're borrowing it. Can you, you have to smash it over like Victor Arthur if something goes wrong? Well, if he can do it, I don't see why I shouldn't. It's, it's weird doing this again, having come from a live game, because normally we, we can... We haven't done a match ball We can for, say like no. quite conclusively, like, oh, there was, yeah, it was a penalty, wasn't it? And we all kind mm. of agree. Whereas, I've no idea. Was it a well, penalty? I can, I can tell you everything because I've seen it all twice. Well, my, my opinion from, from the East stand was it looked like a penalty because mm-hmm. uh, I think Calvert-Lewin got the wrong side of... Well, Cooper got the wrong side of Calvert-Lewin, beg your pardon, and just was all over him. But, I mean, was the, was the, was the 50-50 involved in it? What do you think, Michael? Um, my guess was it was probably Cooper doing Cooperish things because he, he, which is harsh. Maybe, well, you mm. tell me, was it harsh or was it Cooper doing Cooperish things? It was things? Cooper doing Cooperish things. It right. was. Um, it started of six of one and half a dozen of the other, where they are both kind of grabbing each other's shirts. But then uh, Cooper made it full like ten two by going <laughs> like that. And that is a that is a, that's a sign of a man pulling another man's shirt by yeah, the way for the, so. for the benefit of the audio recording, and then putting him down on the floor. And um, yeah, and the 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 way that this little screen, I sort of, I don't I, honestly shut up about you. I telling. don't know if I recommend what, it or not. What a cock! But the replays were on there for quite a long time before right. the referee decided to go over and have a look at Johnny Number Five by the West End. Mm. Um, <laughs> Wally, as the kids, yeah, probably yeah. know him better. Um, so there was that there was that thinking feels like somebody's got to be somebody's got to be looking at this. This is well as, as soon it as took six minutes. As soon as the big telly um, in the southwest corner, I've lost all my geog- <laughs> sense of geography now. As soon as our big telly um, mm. showed mm-hmm. VAR, I instantly thought he's, gi- he's giving that. Yeah, particularly with the lighter touch that it's meant to be applying this year. Yeah, 
you sort of think, oh, I've probably seen something, haven't they? And that added to the fact that like, come over and have it, a was, look. it was Cooper, you sort of went, ah, it did it. seem unnecessary for the referee to go and have a look. It looked because as soon as I saw it on the little telly, um, Christ, honestly, yeah, what a cock. Uh, I just thought, well, this is going to be a penalty. How many inches is your telly? Um, it's like a, an, like are you a an accurate, small, are you an accurate judge of inches? It's like a small iPad, right? That's what okay. I say. Okay, um, an iPad mini, square ball sized. Square. Do we make iPads? Size of oh, mag. yeah, it's about the size of a magazine. It's fine magazine that was for sale. Yeah, so. but it's landscape. Yeah, yeah, obviously. And still, be, that's, that's still other doing it with telly, is it? <laughs> yeah, go for landscape. I don't know if maybe in the in this fancy area they've turned them on <laughs> diagonal tellies or something. It's not a square one. It takes <clears throat> like half an hour for it to warm up and then <laughs> tune in. You get static on BBC Two. But there was a little bit of that in the first half, wasn't there? What Cooper did? He got caught wrong side a couple of times. Calvin was a little bit loose with one or two passes. Looked he, he was really, really instrumental and important in the game, but I thought there were moments in that when he was a bit sloppy. He was brilliant, but sloppy at, at, at times as well. I didn't really notice him being sloppy, I have to say. I just thought he was good. Maybe it, maybe it was just the, the tempo of the game. I don't know. It was um, it was a good game. It, I, it was. I it? think that's my, con- my conclusion on it. it it was, it was a ding-dong battle, can you say? Yeah, and it was helped by all that stuff. Did you notice Calvin Phillips shouldering Richarlison off the ball just before half-time? Just ran across him and banged him, put him on the floor. <laughs> Brilliant. And you're not supposed to be able to do that now because cameras everywhere and VAR happening. Cooper, after the penalty, I did, I wrote down at one point, Liam Cooper needs to calm the F down because he was up for it. He did... When he did that, that one in front of the away fans, which yeah, when he was, was, he he was already on a yellow, wasn't he? And I thought, ah, tightrope. Yeah, and even um, before halftime, I think he did to Calvert-Lewin what he'd done once. He, he tried it again, almost as kind of proving a point. This cross is coming in, so I'm going to grab your shirt just under the throat like I just gave away a penalty <laughs> doing, and let's see how you like that, Dominic. Can Double jeopardy, they can't do me again. <laughs> you, mis- you misunderstood. <laughs> they can and they will. <laughs> but on the So on the one hand, you wanted... Um, I don't know, I suppose it's knowing the characters of the players. We've we've seen Liam Cooper be, you described it as doing Liam Cooper things. Mm. So you want Liam Cooper to kind of calm down. Bamford, yeah, mm. keep keep on at Mina, get him sent off, see if he can do something. So it was, and you know, you're happy about it all over the pitch, really. And it was better that way that it didn't just pass by as kind of a, you know, a nil-nil draw with nothing really happening and nothing really exciting. And I'm glad that I've come out with some new Everton players that I don't like. Um, so that's what it's all about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What say, exactly what it's about. And um, and four goals that were exciting. One of which uh, Liam Cooper did kind of get himself very much back into credit with the the layup for Rafinha because it um, it was a really really good touch to to set him up. Just on VAR, just for a second, while I think about it, it was less present in the stadium than when you're watching it on telly. It felt like it was that that looming spectre all the time last season, didn't it? Like every decision was being pulled apart, whereas I didn't really even think about it until um, that penalty incident with Cooper and Calvert-Lewin, and then you thought, oh, they're going to look at that, and then they did. But it felt, it did feel, not only is the light touch working, but it just doesn't feel like it's completely swamping everything. On the second goal, I admit, I held back only maybe like 10% of celebration for it, because right in the build-up, Calvin Phillips was wide left, and he'd received a pass much earlier in the build-up, and I thought maybe he was offside. All right. And that made me just... A little bit hesitant about celebrating, but yeah, it didn't feel it didn't feel absolutely terrible, did it? Apart from the bit where they um, gave Everton a penalty mm. as a result of it, which but I, I could have done without. That is how how you want. I mean, I know it came, it went against us, but that's how you want to see it applied, isn't it? Really, it, it, yeah, it is. They should have just sent off Richarlison and Yuri Mina for being dicks, but yeah. that was Richarlison is other a, than that a little bitch. He's such a twat. Yeah, 
I don't understand. He's he's really angry all the time, but it's not entirely clear why. And there was one point, in fact, when he went through, he was kind of on the, on the left edge of our penalty box. And I think he had been fouled about five seconds earlier, but instead he just ran and booted the ground and fell over. And then was furiously not been given a free kick for it. It's like, yeah. well, you've got, there has to have been a tackle some, like, on you at the time when you go down at least. Like, just having been fouled a few seconds earlier doesn't mean you can do that. Pathetic. The shape of the game overall, I thought, we were probably marginally the better side on balance, but Everton looked really dangerous on the break quite a lot, and Damari Gray, I thought, was a bit of a threat. They they did us a few times with pace. They had in, better chances. In I wide thought. areas. Yeah, yeah, probably they had better chances, but I think we had the better of a game, probably. Yeah. I think their, um, their penalty goal came from Gray going around Stuart Dallas, around the outside, wasn't he? At right back. And then... Like a trailer park girl, going around the outside. And then the second goal was... Where was Luke Ayling? Does mm. anybody know? Because it was, a, it was the same position. And I don't know where Luke Ayling was for the first one and why it was Stuart Dallas. It will be something to do with man marking that we'll have to go and back and watch the game in slow motion to be able to uh, work it all out. Um, but yeah, the, my question was, why is it Gray going around Stuart Dallas instead of Luke Ayling? Because Luke Ayling is perfectly capable of being beaten it right back if somebody's going to be. And then, yeah, it was... Um, who was at the back post trying to stop them? It was... Was it Strike? I'm not sure. Ended up there, or it might remember. have been Stuart Dallas again got... It was far end for me. It was well, Strike. The, the, the second really goal? Yeah, it was well, Strike. It, well, because Damari Gray put it through Stuart Dallas's legs because I was right in line with it. Then it wasn't Strike. Uh, it was, yeah, it was Dallas's legs he put it through and then beyond the reach of Melier. But Did um, they get a little bit lucky in the build-up to that? It felt like there was, yeah, a, there was a deflection. There was sort yeah. of a ricochet in the build-up. That's and... where Strike's involved because he... the. It's Gray who scored the goal, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And then whoever it was who passed to him played a one-two off of Strike, like tried to pass it in one direction. He just bounced back to him off Strike, so he right. passed it to the other guy and he scored. It's not fair, really, especially when we'd given all that build up to um, Jordan Pickford. Like there'd been a big long the, oh, U shit, yeah. yeah. And mm. then um, I was trying to avoid swearing for the, the YouTube stream, and I, I picked the wrong word. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just yeah, it's not natural. Um, <laughs> and then he it was from that goal kick that it all started and I did look at uh, Pickford and I, he did a quiet little um, gesture at the cop but I think after Dominic Calvert-Lewin dancing in front of it in the, the first half he, he knew better he, he made to, himself quite unpopular at that moment didn't he yeah which I, I actually again didn't mind yeah. like, fair enough keep, <laughs> keep it going keep raising the temperature um, let's have a pantomime villain because it, it should only be a pantomime we can um, shout oh no, oh no it shouldn't oh yes it should oh there we go you know um, when um, the second half I think it was Dina was in front it was in taking a corner and obviously someone chucked a coin at him or something it was a lighter it was a lighter yeah why does the referee need to pick that up and take it to the fourth official because it, he needs to keep it as evidence because it's going to go into his match report but like it's a lighter just you know it's a lighter you don't need they're not going to DNA swab it, are they? You know, what is this put mysterious this, object? Get this in an evidence bag. Get it down the lab. It get... was uh, it was a big lighter as well. Um, it looked to be it looked sort of Mars font size Mars bar sized from where I was okay. sat on my perch. Uh, it was it was a sizable object. It might have been like an antique, a family heirloom. I wonder if part <laughs> of the taking it over is a bit of theatre to sort of it's a message to the crowd to say stop throwing, stop throwing this sort of yeah. thing. <laughs> Otherwise, all are we doing all game is walking over to the side of the pitch with your possessions. Uh, or maybe it's, you know, making it plain to whoever threw it, you can come and collect that at the end of the game. It's, <laughs> it's going in the, it's going in my drawer. I'm going to be locking that. And at the end of the day, you can come back. And if you say sorry, 
then maybe you can have that. We had about uh, 33,000 flags in there as well. And I don't know if you noticed, if you take like the, the flappy bit off a flag, you get a stick that's quite aerodynamic. <laughs> there was one of those made its way onto the pitch. Not to be encouraged, of course. Um, We're committed to the fluorescent yellow, aren't we? Very much so, yeah. But I have kept the fluorescent yellow flag that we were assigned uh, for our seats. But um, in terms of... What's written on the flags? Uh, Premier League. Is that it? Uh, s- some of the words. Shall I have, there's one does out there. Say, does, it say, does it say this is Leeds? Oh, God, do you know what? You, no, you, don't, don't, don't. Continue, continue among yourselves. Um, talk about the equaliser because I thought that was very nice. Well, well, I was going to talk about it. You can go and get the flag, but one of the, the main things that struck me about the flag almost physically was trying to get out of Elland Road at the end. Everyone's being funnelled around the back of the cop. Oh, it's better when he's not here, isn't it? <laughs> feel a little bit more comfortable. It's like it's just us having a chat. Sure, the door. Um, and you're trying to bob and weave past people, but everybody's got flags in their hand, so they're all mm. about three times as wide as they normally would be. And you might think, oh, there's a gap I can get through, and suddenly somebody whips <laughs> out this pointy shiv. It's very difficult. The, uh, the other tactic, though, and I probably shouldn't tell anybody this because it'll be everybody will be doing it the next game, but what the hell? If you're coming around the corner of the West Stand, go back into the cop, and then whoosh, along the cop, lower concourse, and then out the other end. You cut out, because every, everybody's mm. gone outside and is funneling along, you can beat the uh, the crowd. Don't care now. Um, yeah, you can beat the crowd by going back inside. That's all right. Yeah. And it's funny that the main thing you remember is the Premier League logo. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. the what does actually, that say I actually noticed about yeah. it. So it's got um, the, it's the Leeds badge. This is Leeds, the words underneath, which is correct, and the Premier League logo in the top corner. I mean, you can be as critical as you like about this sort of stuff, and it's, you know, it's modern fans and blah, and it's the wrong colour. Everybody was sh- was waving them about, weren't they? It was, it was a game. spectacle, yes. And it did look great. Like, you can't look at something like that and go, I wish all these people weren't enjoying themselves with these flags. It would be better then. So, no. Anyway, did, did you talk about the equaliser? We talked about... No. Talked about getting out of the cop. I had to go out to the car park, by the way, just to get the flag I out I wonder where you'd gone. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, the equaliser, I really enjoyed that moment because it came at just the right time before half-time because I think... Twice in that game, it felt like it was getting away from us a bit because they went in front, obviously, twice. Mm. And then that equaliser, just just a really nice all-round move. And that, that was it. Um, it was Rafinha who did that mad sort of knockdown, wasn't it? That knocked it onto Bamford, who then turned it inside for click. Is that right? Am I remembering it I right? I can only remember the Bamford bit. Bamford to click. He it, it, it felt right somehow that click was scoring that goal. I don't know why it feels like it was a today because we've not been in so long. It felt almost like a rediscovery of football in the same way as that Stoke game did. Yeah, so it felt yeah. it felt in some way balanced that he was there to do it, and I thought Click was was pretty good today. Actually, I know he yeah. was um, tired, but he was um, and he, then was, he good. was replaced by Roberts, who I thought was also good. Yeah, I mean Roberts was his usual self. He did some things brilliant. There was one yeah. bit where he controlled a really long ball absolutely brilliantly, and then knackered the pass. And he was like, ah. So yeah. he's always he's it's, always close to that, being really just good. that two percent you're looking for, yeah. isn't it? That sometimes he gets it, sometimes he doesn't, but. There's no denying that when him and Shackleton came on, it changed, changed the game. Yeah, yeah, it did. I thought Shackleton was excellent as well. Yeah, What Roberts was doing that you wouldn't expect Click to be doing, and it's interesting that he was chosen to do, rather than Rodrigo off the bench, was kind of getting the ball and taking people on step-overs. Mm. That one for the cross that Pickford then had to put out was like, it's great to see our uh, ostensible number 10 kind of going down the wing and beating people. And there was sometimes... There's one bit, and I you could you could sense the groan, and it was because he played a good pass to Bamford, but it was just behind him, and Bamford um, elected to have a moan about it instead of chasing it down, and so it ended up looking like Roberts had made a bad pass, and then 
um, a minute after that, Bamford um, was trying to put Harrison away down the the wing, and it was another good pass, but was just kind of behind him, and Jackie went chasing it into the box, trying to win the tackle. And I was like, "Come on, Bamford, help Tyler out if you can, you know, not quite make it. You're both making good passes. Just get." I think he was Bamford had a bit of a, a maybe the meaner thing. I think he was kind of he wanted a a win, and he wanted which is fair enough. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Should we discuss, while we're discussing the forward, Rafinha, we'll get to the goal. I'd like to talk about, you know, did it, you know the free kick? that was about 40 yards out. Did you notice he was standing on halfway while we were taking an attacking free kick that got taken into the box? And I'm, I'll have to watch it back to see if I can get a, a confirmation of this. I think he wanted to shoot. <laughs> and because Stuart Dallas, I think it was, was taking it, it was kind of looking at him going, we're 45 yards away from goal. You're not shooting. No one has ever from scored here. from here. He went and stood on halfway, like with his arms. And well, said, well, I'm here if you want to just knock it out and I'll shoot. But because I can't imagine there's any, we haven't got Gianni Vio anymore to kind of plan these things out. But whoever is looking at our attacking free kicks is not saying like, right, Rafinha, you're the furthest man back in front of Melier, and everybody else we send strike up to to get on the end of um, any knockdowns. I think he was a bit annoyed that he wasn't allowed to shoot from there. But then we saw him shoot in the uh, penalty area after that great um, tip up from Liam Cooper. And that was a very good goal, a really good goal. He hit, the fury with which he hit that ball, I loved. He was an ang- he's angry. Not just fury, precision, because yeah. um, you'll see on the replays that I enjoyed. Well, how, did you, how did you manage to get a replay? I have a little telly to look at. Um, there's not a gap. There mm. isn't one. He has to curve it out and around and through a load of Everton and Leeds players because there isn't just a sight of... Uh, Pickford's post. It's he, funny because I'm, like, I'm looking at the still of him unleashing that from his foot right now. Actually, it's just popped up. And can on you Twitter. see a gap? And I'm wrong. No, you can, you can see him opening his body out to do exactly what you're describing. So sadly, <laughs> you are correct. 
I'm um, just talking about a couple of the other players. Rodrigo, we're, we're finding out now, has got a muscular injury, which possibly explains why he stayed on the bench and wasn't used today. Um, and resp- the, responded well to it this week. Uh, being more excited about Robin Cox's co- comedy injury. Uh, his pubis, yes. Mm-hmm. Cox has a knackered pubis. A pain in his pubis. Yeah. So we don't know if it is wait, wait, Is the pubis the bit above the cock? <laughs> I mean, it depends. It's part of him. We have to Google this, aren't we? <laughs> I, we, I, we don't need to. Don't, what, not, what? Not, not on the work Wi-Fi. <laughs> what is pubis area? Do we want the area or do we want the... Um, it's in front of the pelvic girdle. Great. Uh, did you know what I liked about today? Resilience. That we showed resilience to come mm. back twice. Because we equalised just before half-time, as I mentioned. Great time to equalise. And I thought when they came out, right, okay, we've got them in the dressing room. They've sorted it out now. They'll be great second half. And that little prick scored. It felt like enough of a reset today, I think, didn't it, after the scum game where nothing worked and no one particularly played well. It felt like Rafinha and Jackie were both back on it again. I thought Harrison was great, actually. There was one bit over in front of the West Stand where Harrison had about four players around him. That was ridiculous. I've, I've, I want to watch it back because yeah. it was just like, how has he still got it? Yeah. And he's still got it. And he's still got it. And now he's run away well, from them. Because I was on the other side of the, the ground. I was on the east. I was like, no, nah, he's not getting out of there. Yeah, there was he's no did, way out he, of it. He's not getting out of there. But hang on, he's still, <laughs> it stuck. It was like it was glued to him, wasn't it? Rafinha did a little bit of that in in the middle of the pitch at one point as well. It led to a free kick, actually. Then they just dragged him down and then because they got, they got tired of his shit and just decided to pull him down. But yeah, I thought they, those two were both were both dangerous looking again today. Whereas at Old Trafford, they didn't have What anything. do you think of the, uh, the left-hand side in general with Furpo as well? 54 minutes and 45 seconds is when I wrote down Jackie and an exclamation mark. So if anybody is watching the game again, that's when it happened. Um, fine. <laughs> Burpo's all right, isn't he? Yeah. yeah I, also, he did some nice like underlapping bits as well, because there was a time when I was sort of in my head willing him to go around the outside of Harrison and he didn't he cut inside to take the ball back on the edge of the area. I thought some, some nice moments, but when he got yanked, I wasn't entirely surprised. Like around the, it was the hour mark, wasn't it, when he went he's, off? He's been injured in pre-season and he's, he's he'll be a bit ramping tired. up. But there was, there was a point, I think it was Damari Gray again, wasn't it, who just coasted past him on the outside um, just before he got taken off. And I thought, yeah, fair enough. And he's come from Barcelona where they do like play three and in and then go for a massage. Whereas he's been. <laughs> and they don't, like, they don't want to go outside because Messi says it's raining. Exactly. Whereas he's had to come to Leeds and he's training like 18 hours a day <laughs> and even on an exercise bike in his sleep and stuff. So he's. <laughs> The lad is probably tired. You like, think, it might you think take a moving while. to Yorkshire would be the culture shock from Barcelona, but it's actually becoming a footballer and working as one is probably the thing that he's struggling to deal with the most. There was a moment, I think it's because we've been out of Elland Road for so long in the second half when it was, uh, I think it was after Furpo had gone off, it must have been, I was missing Alioski because it was uh, Jackie. And I was remembering because Bielsa's team still plays the same way it did when we were there however many years ago. And I was remembering those nights when we'd be chasing a, a game and trying to get a win and we'd have um, Alioski and Jackie Harrison playing basically as two left wingers and we wouldn't have a left back anymore. Um, and I was kind of, who's going to who's gonna do that? And you couldn't see that player. And I was like, oh yeah, he's gone, hasn't he? So that was um, one of those things trying to get used to players not being there and um, players being there and what it's all like. It's different, isn't it? It is different. Was there a moment in that game, Michael, when, because it felt like it felt like our entire season and our fate was in the balance at certain moments when we were behind and I thought, well, that's it. That's it. 
we're going to lose this. We'll just we'll never be able to buy a win. We'll we'll probably if we lose this, it increases the pressure at Burnley. We won't win at Burnley then because of that. And then suddenly we're bottom and we're adrift. And yet the world feels all right now, think, doesn't it? It feels I like it's been put back on its axis. It sounds like you've been more pessimistic than me there. No, I was... but, no, but, but the difference is you kind of externalise this quite a lot. But mm. I just I, I go on that, on that battle in my head thinking oh, we'll be all right. Mm. And then, but there's a, another part of me thinking well maybe we won't because if we lose this, then you know it all spirals out of control. I think what was obvious today in a a bit like after the Derby game, we went to Bristol and we were good again. And it was like, okay, no, we, we can still do this. And I think we needed that after the Old Trafford game where we we it, nothing was right and we just needed to check that we weren't broken. And it, it came out and within about five minutes, it was like, oh no, this is... This, this is, is what we remember. Yeah. This is fine. This looks like... And Everton are not a bad side. That's the thing. They've got a good manager. They've got loads of good players. They will probably finish somewhere between like sixth and... 10th this season won't they they're a decent team they're not they're not mugs they beat us last season with Alan Drogue so we've got we've done better um, than we did last year and it was funny maybe it's a Premier League thing but um, I can't remember which podcast it was I was looking through the new episode descriptions and one of them said that they would be discussing Manchester City's slow start to the season Hmm. they played one game uh, and yes, they lost it, and that's not what you'd expect from Manchester City. And I don't know if they're taking the charity shield into account, but as, even even if we had lost today, I don't know if you could call it a slow start to the season. You've got to be looking at these things of five or six games. It's not two and a half games. And what's City done today? They've gone in, they've put Norwich in their place, haven't they? Yeah, five nil today. Yeah, I'm proud of that. How do you think Daniel Fark has taken that? <laughs> Can we... Uh... I'm not totally disappointed. I think the boys did very well and they are a very good team in Manchester City. <laughs> a word for Jamie Shackey for can again, because I thought what he was good at today was he came on and started looking for those little interchanges of passes in the right areas, like playing out of tight areas, give inside to Calvin, then go to receive again. He was dead dead industrious. He loves loves running, doesn't he? Yeah. That's the thing with Shackleton. He looks like he's he looks like he lives for it. Just like, please let me overlap again. I he, want to go. He just ends up in their penalty area, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Whenever he comes on, he will be in their penalty area at some point, and he's quite good for getting. Um, it didn't quite click, and you sometimes wonder if he played more often. It would mm. um, with Rafinha, but he's good at getting Rafinha in there. Suddenly, Rafinha's in the box as well because Shackleton's putting him there. And I don't know how we start a game like that though, because it was with him and Roberts. And um, I was we can maybe look at it for the the big podcast in the week, but I was looking at my theory of you know we just have players in a circle and nobody in the middle there was a point when i noticed that and i laughed you know and the big difference today is that the one player who was in the middle of the pitch and you'll see him with like four everton players around him is calvin phillips who was really good today and he'll get there and um robin cox problem at old trafford was bruno fernandez but the other thing that he wasn't able to do and maybe he's not as good at doing it or maybe he'll never be able to do it or with Fernandez off his case and his pubis back in one piece. He'll be able to do these things. <laughs> is whenever the ball is popping out of wherever it is in attacking areas, Calvin Phillips moves and just puts it back in. Just goes in, gives it back to Jackie, or is on this side. Like, right, click. You have that. Yeah, Rafinha, you take this. Rafinha's. Yeah, I want. Don't to, want it. I want. I do want to revise what I said earlier on about Phillips because I don't want this to be about him and his sloppy moments because he'll obviously iron those out as he gets back up to full up to full tilt because he was his positional sense is absolutely unreal and there's other other little bits like I know it's when I noticed the big circle today actually was when what Phillips does really really well if you notice when Furpo will attack let's say with, with Jackie down the left Phillips just 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 slides slides himself over there goes yeah. into that left back position 
makes himself available for them going side to side as they tend to do with the ball. And then, you know, same on the other side as well, he'll, he'll fill in it right back if like Shackleton and Nailing are, uh, are pushing up the pitch. But he's, um, yeah, he's it, just the positional discipline, I think, is probably underrated as a skill. I just don't know how come we keep looking so. Was Melier the man of the match in the end? I think, you know what? I think there's a there's an argument for Stuart Dallas. Yeah, he was great. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking, I've just opened up actually FOTMOB, which it has some obviously algorithm based um, system for scoring players. And Stuart Dallas was our best player on that. I, as I so, just said, well, as we, you just said, so you, the algorithms are going around in your head. Whereas Calvert Lewin was man of the match, which I don't think he was that brilliant, to be honest. He's got no, a penalty, didn't he? You know, yeah. He, gave, he gave Cooper problems, but um, not huge amounts beyond that. I feel like I feel like Melier saves. I feel like he probably should have saved all of them, but there were enough difficult things that something could have quite easily gone wrong. Yeah, but there were, there were enough like low low skimmers from the edge of the area and on, on a wet surface and all that. Well, you that, know, that you... one that in the second half that slid right across, it just kind of went around about twelve yards out, and it just broke to them as they were running onto it. And he did that kind of it was it looked a bit, in terms of shape a bit like Schmeichel when he kind of went a bit you know mm. starfish. Um, I thought that was a really good save. And there was the one which I think the header didn't have an awful lot of pace on it, but I, I still did completely shout myself. Yeah. When it was, a, I think it was Keane from a corner towards the end of the game when it looked like it was just heading towards the top corner, but he just stretched his long his long arms out and, and did plucked you, it out um, there. Can you remember, did you make a noise when that one got deflected right at the very end? I did. Oh. Because I, 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 the stadium kind of held its breath for a second, didn't it? Like, just a split second. And I think I went, <laughs> It felt like fate as well because it deflected off Cooper. And you're just thinking, oh no, come on, Liam. But and it was close. And there, there was the one that really worried me. And I suppose it's the the concern. We have to have a concern. We Do can't. We? we yeah. You can't. I mean, Moscow's concern. New yeah. feature. There we go. <laughs> well, Leeds are obviously. Uh, we all know that we're getting relegated because we haven't signed a midfielder. <laughs> so the concern is um, that they set up Dominic Calvert Lewin with possibly the easiest through ball behind the back of Pascal Stroik. Um, midway through the second half and he I think it might be the one you're thinking of when uh, um, Stroik Stroik (laughs) Melier ran out and uh, and blocked it and it wasn't a particularly good shot but it was one of those where you could see it I always feel like because I'm terrible at football if I can see a pass before a a player does it then it was pretty obvious Um, and we were just so square Stroik didn't know where he was going so they, they just passed behind him in a diagonal line they did do that a few striker. times today. They did it to Gray as well. On the um, he was he was sort of always running in behind the fullback and the centre back, mm. and it, it did feel a little bit too easy. It might be a relief in the next game, not the Crew match, but Burnley, because they're not going to be playing diagonal balls for Chris Wood, are they? I mean, come on, who knows, balls all, who knows all what he's way, got up his sleeve? So we we may have less to worry about in terms of our uh, defenders being span around and having to look at Melier, and he goes. I will save this. He was a little bit unlucky with the penalty, actually. He went the right way. Yeah. But um, he took it well, did Calvert-Lewin. We um we haven't made enough of the end of the game because the referee didn't give us any chance to have the f- potential penalty yeah, yeah. reviewed and also blew up while we were attacking still so that he would not have to review it. And I thought Darren England, nah, he let it go and he, he didn't put up with too much... But did you not uh, think nonsense when, from the players? The, but but Luke Ayling held onto the ball for the throw in, didn't he? Well, they, did they not complete the check at that point because he was hanging on until they completed the check? Well, no, the, he he blew the final whistle and then it was all like we're, we're all off home, lads. Yeah. So there was no time to maybe I'd, maybe his bus was going or something. I else. mean, what would you? Yeah, well, this is it. Did he have an, an urgent appointment? Because I don't know how it would work if everybody's like halfway down the tunnel 
Jordan Pickford's got his towel and he's got his gloves and he's clapped the, the fans and half of them have, you know, they're giving shirts to children. And suddenly, because it took, what, five minutes? Some of the stoppage time in the first half was for other things. It took a long time. It was about three or four minutes to sort out the penalty in the first half. Three or four minutes after it had happened at the end of the game, you've got the the things being set up for the post-match interviews. Everybody, the police are coming on after people are on the M1. And at that point, if he suddenly goes, oh, it's a penalty, is everybody coming back? Do we have to do it tomorrow? Didn't that happen mm. with Scum last year? Didn't they get called back in? Yeah, Brighton, like, out, Brighton like, wasn't it? On the way off the pitch and they went, oh, actually, there was a penalty here. Probably at Brighton away. But they get loads of shit, don't they? Let's, let's finish on a nice high positive note because I, I feel... I feel lifted by today. I think obviously we'll start to see how the the season takes shape. But it, it like felt, the lighthouse family, yes, it will. Um, it'll take shape over the coming weeks. But I I feel more relieved after what happened at Old Trafford that we. Uh, it feels like we put down a bit of a marker today. We demonstrated our resilience. Came back into it twice. Could have won it in the end, but not losing. I think was an important thing. And make. it was it was brilliant to be back. That's what was good. You really have to say like it was yeah. it was great. Did you like, cry? We now all have COVID. Did you R- cry? Um, a, a little bit. Yeah. If we've got it, Delph's given it us. Yeah, I think there was. It was the the massive marching on together. Yeah, it got to the world. The world. And I, it, my voice just did a little bit of <laughs> that on it, and I just thought, just look straight ahead. Yeah. I think there was quite a bit of that going on as well. People not not wanting to look to the side because it's like if the, if we all the flags if, hit it. If yeah. we all look straight ahead, then no one's crying, and yeah. it's fine, isn't it? I did. Te- I did tear up. Yeah, it was. So, um, it was it, quite emotional. It was, it was great. That's what I wanted. In truth, and I I thought the um. Like the applause uh, slash silence or whatever for those that we've lost would be the thing that kind of consumed me. But because of the way that it ebbed and flowed, that it was set up, I think there was because it was so loud in the stadium, you couldn't hear the PA announcer doing it. Mm. Like started started it off, so there was still a lot of songs flying around, and it just kind of naturally flowed into applause, didn't it? So then the players picked up on the cue from the crowd and started applauding, um, which because it was applause, it then span off back into song again, and the crowd started singing. So it was that was kind of lost a little bit, but. Mm. Um, I don't know. Uh, it doesn't mean we've done a disservice to those people. I don't think. I think it's no, just it's all, everybody's clapping because they want to yeah. remember them and they hear names of people that they loved and the way football crowds. Um, silence is always something. The reason silence is significant is because it's very difficult to get everybody to be quiet in a, a football stadium. It's a significant thing that has to descend from outside. But the way we have always celebrated footballers that we like is to clap and cheer them. So it should apply um, after death as well, that we remember them exactly, you know. Um, let's pretend Jack Charlton scored a goal. Mm. One, two, three. Yes, because that's what we used to um, do to recognise what we felt about Jack Charlton is we clapped and cheered. So um, clapping and cheering to remember them is absolutely perfect. There, there, are, there are so many people that were being commemorated there. It was. It would have been impossible. You could, you could have done like a three hour service before the, the game and not and not giving them all enough time with it. But it's it's a it's a very difficult thing to do, isn't it? You you want to do it as well when the when it's absolutely full, don't you? You, you know, you could have done a more in depth tribute and stuff at, you know, half past one if you'd have wanted to, but the, you'd have been doing it to an empty crowd and it's I don't know. It, we're never gonna get that moment we should have had after each of those mm. moment after each of those deaths. I mean, it should have been this as a game where we we all concentrate on Jack Charlton and on Peter Lorimer and you know that moment is gone now, unfortunately. But um, we can doesn't mean we forget them, though. Does no, it? exactly. It's exactly. been a crazy eighteen months minimum, and you just have to do the best you can in, in good faith. And as long as that is being done, then you don't need to worry about the abs- absolute fine 
details of everything. But wasn't it brilliant to be back? Just absolutely magical. To It felt like we'd never been away, actually. There were so many things that you remember, mm. little behaviours and pieces of the people around you and faces you're not seeing for like a year and a half. But I, I just really, I really enjoyed just being back. And something funny about the biblical rain added to it all. <laughs> and It's quite warm in Leeds, isn't it, today? But it's just absolutely twatted it down a couple of times and yeah. credit to the um the square ball sellers actually who were who were out in that wringing out their t-shirts in in the tunnel at some point if you do want a dry so. copy we are selling them on the website don't forget yeah and thank you were. if you bought one as well thank you very much for for supporting us they're in the hall back as well so you can get a dry one and then spill beer on it <laughs> the perfect day yeah so do check out the website for uh for the mag and if you fancy getting involved in tsb plus as well so you can watch these being live streamed post-match, um, then have a look on the website, thesquareball.net. We really appreciate it's it. Definitely so. the croakiest one we've done in quite a while. It is, but it feels more authentic. Like I'm, I, The number of times we've sat in here and watched games and then spoken about them afterwards, it just mm. feels completely different doing this. And I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed this and I've enjoyed the day so much, even though we didn't quite win. But there's, a, there's an energy to it, isn't there, that you don't get from just, just watching it on telly, I think. Exactly. Right, we'll catch up with you in a bit. The Match Ball. 